0: On this entry of Animation Deliberation, it's party time. That's right. We're talking what if episode seven, what if Thor was an only child? And we'll get right into that after these interruptions to the party. These party poopers have to come in and try to sell us some stuff. So stand by. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at solomonbrothers.com, solomonbrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best.
1: Hey, listeners, I've got an exciting giveaway to tell you about. For the month of September, the Stranded Panda Network is doing a raffle to give away your choice of a Nintendo Switch or an Oculus Quest. All you have to do is leave a positive five-star review on any Stranded Panda podcast on Apple Podcasts. Each review counts as a raffle. So when you're done enjoying this episode of Animation Deliberation, take a moment to check out some awesome shows like Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Superhero Ethics, Source Pages, Binge Assemble, and more. To see all our shows and rules for the raffle, check out StrandedPanda.com slash contest. Now back to the show.
0: Sing along if you know the words. A One, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration. Of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. There's a YT song, Earthling. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Zuhair. here, my friend. How's it going? How are you?
1: It's good. Nice to take a break from moving to talk about Marvel. I'm tired. But, gotta keep the party going. How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing good. Uh, likewise. Life, uh... Life has energy levels a little bit low, but it's great to have a great series like this and a great fellow like yourself to get those energy levels up and uh, talk about a fantastic party episode. What are your overall impressions, my friend?
1: Man, after the three or four depressing episodes that we had, it was nice having one that was so energetic and pumped up. I didn't know what to think going into this episode. Mm -hmm. And when it started off, I was like, what is about to happen? And it was a great balance of starting off with just, like, nothing but comedy. Like, the whole Vegas montage was hilarious. All the people coming in just had me cracking up. But the fact that we had some answers to a question that's been asking of who would win in a fight between Carol Danvers and Thor, like, we got to see a little taste of that. And we got lots of good action. We got uh, got a good brawl. And overall, it was a really fun episode. It? might be my favorite if not top three. Oh, wow
0: interesting interesting I,
1: it just it just really threw me off and i loved it a lot more than i thought i would oh
0: awesome awesome i'm really glad to hear that i don't know where it lands in terms of like rankings as far as all the episodes go because it really is just like so tonally divergent it feels like of its own class almost mm-hmm. and it just really really embraced the comedy and like I almost want to compare it to other MCU entries like Ant Man and Guardians 2 and Ragnarok in terms of yeah. the humor. and I feel like a lot of that's there, but it's it's almost even more tongue in cheek than any of those. It's just like joke after joke after joke after joke. It in in that way it almost kinda of reminded me of Modoc a little bit. I think the general consensus is that this lands a little bit better than Modoc, but yeah. Just in terms of the number of jokes. Yeah.
1: I mean, in regards to the three movies you just mentioned, like my my main issue with Ragnarok was that the serious tones got washed out by comedy. Mm. I think I liked this a lot more because it knew it meant to be comedy. Okay. It stayed consistent with that vibe where it's like with things like guardians two and Ragnarok, whenever something intense would happen, like somebody would have like a silly one-liner that kind of like killed the mood. So it's like, the stakes and the intensity didn't feel as high as it should have whereas this it's like the intent was comedy and they maintained that throughout there wasn't ups and downs and ups and downs it was it knew what it was doing and it did a good job at it
0: yeah that's that's a fair point i think outside of obviously the the final scene that we'll we'll definitely get into the highest moment of tension in like the entire episode is when Thor is running around trying to fix everything while Frigga's racing home, <laughs> which is just hilarious in its in its own way.
1: <laughs> Brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Everyone's yeah. terrified of her. I loved it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. When he's like when he calls upon the, the, the power of the all father to basically have that voice that speaks <laughs> to everyone. He's like, My mother's coming, and they're all like, Frigga. It's like everyone knows Frigga. <laughs> uh yeah. And the episode, in addition to being just chock full of jokes, it was also chock full of cameos. Did you have any particular favorite cameos there?
1: Uh Surter flirting with the Statue of Liberty was probably my
0: favorite. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> we Man, both like so fire. <laughs> let's heat things up here, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to, like, mold
1: her arm back on, and just bring yeah. her a kiss or whatever it was at the end. <laughs> right, right. Because everything about that was so funny and so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, I don't know if this was intentional or not, and I know there's a little bit of an age difference between us, and I tend to be a little bit of an old soul, especially when it comes to music and not, but I, I couldn't help but notice the number of musical references in this episode. We had the White Snake reference where carol called thor white snake which is you know an 80s hair hair metal band which is pretty on the nose but there were a couple of other ones like um the grandmaster when he's with topaz he says we got to ride like the wind for my purposes i'm just going to call that a christopher cross reference he's uh kind of the quintessential yacht rock artist from the 80s there um and then the other one that you may catch a little bit more But when Thor was, like, saying that the party's over, he says, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. I don't know if you know that song uh, by Simisonic, Closing Time, but I was just like, I I couldn't help but think it it was a reference there. Gotcha. Yeah. It
1: may have been one of those things that, like, I've heard but never knew the name of or something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. But the line definitely stood out. Okay. Cool. Cool. I I was afraid I might have been reaching a little bit, but. And in yeah. all
1: fairness to the listeners, like I said, I am in the middle of a move right now. So it was one of those things where I was just kind of like, man, I need to take a break. And I was just kind of like half there trying to watch the episode, knowing that I needed to record. But I, it it actually like it sparked enough energy for me to like wake up and laugh and be like, oh, man, like I really needed that. Oh, um, so I may have missed out on some like obvious references here and there, but did it over- oh, no, no. overall enjoyed this episode and gave that spark that I needed. Uh, did you have a favorite? cameo or pop-up appearance
0: it's it's tough because there were so many good ones it's it's tough not to go with howard the duck though he's made his second appearance in the series but i felt like this one was so much more impactful where darcy's kind of naysaying him in the beginning but then they end up getting married and eventually she comes waddling back to him so that was it isn't mrs duck (laughs) yeah exactly exactly that one's pretty great it's and it's tough not to love jeff goldblum as as the grandmaster
1: The DJ Grandmaster,
0: yeah, release the foam, <laughs> <laughs> Drax. So I, I do think the voice actor it's not Dave Bautista, it's a uh, Frank Tatascore, Tadis- and I think he's doing a great job. But uh, again, we've talked about like the renders and the the 3D models for these characters. Um, I love the inclusion of Drax again, but I thought the the red tattoos like they almost went overboard. Like I felt like it was almost like covering his entire skin so that just stuck stuck out to me a little bit uh what any like standouts as far as the animation in this episode went for you i mean i i, um, I think the uh fight between thor and, and carol was kind of a visual feast for the eyes right
1: yeah i think drax was kind of like a little more comic book accurate with how red everything was
0: Hmm. okay
1: but yeah the the scene that i was going to mention was specifically in the desert Mm-hmm. When they really started going toe to toe, because we actually had like some decent choreography in that with the the movement of their punches and the way he was swinging and this and that. But then when they were fighting in the clouds and you could see the thunderstorm, it was Ooh, it was almost yeah. like a Dragon Ball Z scene done better
0: because mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: it was just like you know faster than any mere mortal can see. But it was interesting that both of them. We're holding back throughout that fight because we hear the dialogue between Carol Danvers saying that like one of her punches like 10 nukes, but she didn't want to like harm anybody. But because Thor hasn't lost his father the way that he did in Ragnarok, like he hasn't developed like his full potential in harnessing his abilities yet. So this was really a nerfed down version of both of them
0: yeah yeah she's clearly holding back and then i i do think in addition to the points you bring about, up about him not being necessarily as hardened the warrior that he is that we see you know in, in our version with the mcu i do think he he's kind of like almost seeing it as a bit of a sport like he's laughing yeah going on even when he have that hilarious montage where she gets like three or four good punches on him and his like his uh exclaims of pain are just like increasingly exaggerated and hilarious like <laughs> <laughs> he's just like all right he shakes it off and he's ready to go but um yeah i, I agree with you when they flew up into the clouds as well right before he kind of like threw her down and and put mjolnir on top of her uh just like seeing the clouds like light up with their different color power sets like you get to see some of her binary colors like shining through the cloudscape as well as his lightning just r- really cool stuff
1: yeah i really i just enjoyed the sequence between the- uh maria hill was really interesting too uh, for the listeners, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but like, I never read comic books growing up, but I loved Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh yeah. So Maria Hill, it's like whenever she was in charge, like she was a boss. Like people did not like getting on her bad side. And I feel like the Maria Hill that we've had in the MCU. As much as I love Colby Smulders, huge High Metro Mother fan, I feel mm-hmm. like she's just kind of like like the perfect number two. Like whatever Nick Fury says, she just does. She didn't really okay. have that assertive attitude, but, like, she conveyed that attitude a lot stronger in this than I've ever seen her, like, in the live-action stuff. Like, her presence and her commanding voice and stuff like that was really well done in this.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Even, like, when Coulson, like, questioned her, like, the one time and she just, like, put him right in his place. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the comparisons to Earth's Mightiest Heroes because I, even though this was, like, clearly the Colby Smulder's um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? The model was based off of, of a Colby Smolders, and Colby Smulders did the voice. Um, I did feel like the haircut was almost like- Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That short kind of bob looked exactly like it did in the uh Might hero So yeah, great call there. Cool, I'm glad you noticed that too then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, they went more with the original look more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it is cool just to see her like have a little bit more of an edge there. Um, and to see somebody that's just not, as as much as uh, um darcy was just so enamored with captain marvel it was it was kind of cool to see somebody like maria hill that's just not impressed at all
1: yeah um, and she had that like savageness of like yeah let's just drop the nukes
0: oh right right yeah
1: she'll be And fine. i love frank grillo so him recurring his role as uh as crossbones so often throughout the series has been really nice to see Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Always nice to see Romlo and he was so disappointed when he didn't get to drop those nukes, so maybe uh <laughs>
1: he never get to blow stuff up.
0: Uh, he might get the chance with uh some of the revelations we got at the end of the episode here. Yeah, maybe. So I, I do think it's worth noting that um Owatu we talk about like the tone of this episode, how different it was and uh, I know you don't you don't listen to the uh instant reactions before we record, but we did kind of on the instant reaction there we made some comparisons just in terms of like the tone feeling so different that it l- we kind of likened it to the zombies episode and i i feel like that uh rings true even when you think about like owatu's level of participation like we've seen him slowly become more and more present like throughout the episodes like he appears more and more in the backgrounds and stuff like that but i feel like in this episode he like he was there at the beginning and then he's gone until the end, which I mean, did he not
1: have some dialogue at one point in the middle?
0: Not that I can recall.
1: I thought there was at one point, but yeah, he was a little more scarce in this one.
0: Oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it was like the potentially the, maybe the transition from like the the night of the party to when we tran when we um, transition to the. Hotel in the morning, where where Shield is basically barging in on Jane Foster. Maybe he, yeah. Because I bit feel like
1: a... I was, I I remember specifically like they had that shot that I love so much, where he's in the horizon and only his eyes are glowing, the silhouette and stuff like that. But then I remember some dialogue, and then it like cuts closer to him, and he like turns towards the light, and his face starts to show a little more. And then he had more dialogue. Was that not in the middle?
0: that's uh so i i remember which part you're you're referring to particularly as well because it was kind of cool to watch the camera like swing around to the front of his face and then kind of go up to where he was looking towards that was at the beginning of the episode and because wow. uh, yeah he set up the, the question there and it was cool really cool to see as he was describing the scenario here it was the first time we got to see like a different art style it was almost like the concept art like oil paintings of like Thor and Loki and their childhood and like Loki opening the ancient cask of winters on Thor and whatnot. I, I really love that style. And I would kind of be open to seeing a whole series done in, in that style. It's probably pretty painstaking to get that level of detail, but I enjoyed so it. Yeah. Short series. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, obviously with the subject of a there, he is pretty absent through most of the proceedings as, as, as pretty jokey and lighthearted, but there at the end, He's saying, you know, on Asgard and on Earth, children say the same thing. They live happily ever after. Wait, what? Yeah, his shock
1: was interesting. And that was kind of the reminder that, like, he actually doesn't know everything. He's watching as everybody else is watching, too. He's just a really good, like, in-the-corner
0: note-taker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about this uh, figure that emerged from this? I'm going to call it a multiversal portal.
1: I guess we could call it that. Yeah, seeing all of the Ultrons coming out was insane. And then, like, when I was looking at this little recap article, somebody was we saying that it's a Ultron version of the Vision. And him, like, holding the Infinity Stones and all that was like, oh, crap, like, where, where's the sequel to this episode? I want to see this fight go down.
0: Well, it seems like it's a cliffhanger. I like it. Is this what What If is building up to all along? Or is this the next episode we're going to get? I
1: think it's going to be a next season type thing.
0: Ooh. Hmm.
1: I feel like they're seeing the fan reactions on, like, how they're responding to these episodes and seeing, like, which ones they want to pursue sequels for and which ones they're just going to be like, well, no one really reacted to that. You think? That's my... That's my theory.
0: Yeah. I wonder... I don't know about that just because I know animation takes so long to do. I feel like it has to be planned out a little bit more. So maybe, maybe that's in the cards for season three, season four stuff, but I feel like they have to be pretty far along with season two to like, say definitively captain Carter is going to be there. But yeah, I guess as far as, you know, seeing this, this emerging threat here, this like ultimate version of Ultron that seemingly has gotten to take control of that, that adamantium vision body I think he's going to he's going to be a threat in this season, if not like the final episode. We still have, you know, just going off the promotional material, he made an appearance on the poster as well as the Gamora with the Thanos armor and the double sword. Hmm. So I I'm wondering is. Is that Gamora actually going to be a villain? Or is she going to be the ultimate foil? For this version of Ultron.
1: Or are we going to see her actually flip at some point? Like, start off as a villain and switch to a good guy?
0: Oh, okay. Or vice versa, because we, we kind of saw her do that in the MCU already, and that's what What If does so, so well is does the other thing. That'd be kind of cool.
1: So, like, what if she didn't betray Thanos, but, like, took over his role instead?
0: Yeah, basically, what if she took that seat of power and had, you know, all of his resources at her disposal, but in either way you look at it, whether or not she's being evil or being good at that time, uh, she could, she could flip flop at one point or another. The other theory I have out there, and I know this is going to get kind of in the weeds, especially for people that aren't as familiar with the comics, but one of the things that was like completely ignored in the MCU when it comes to the infinity saga is the character of Adam Warlock. We've got him teased in the Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy, but he never showed up, and he was an integral part of the Infinity Saga in the comics. And he actually has this turn where he becomes two versions of of himself. He's got Adam Warlock, and then he becomes an evil version of himself, um, the Magus. And I almost kind of wonder if this version of Ultron is going to be like their take on the Magus, and then like Gamora is almost going to be like the good, thanos that has to take out the magus but it's all pretty speculative
1: yeah i can't think of any more theories so if you guys can be sure to email us at animation deliberation podcast at com.
0: yeah definitely love to get some feedback there whatever your theories whatever your thoughts whatever your pontifications whatever your deliberations let us know hmm Oh
1: man, Hulu's been doing this advertisement for animation domination, and every time they say it, like my head turns over. It's like getting really close to stealing her name there, bud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a Fox thing, right? Animation domination on Sundays. Yeah, I think it was a Hulu promotion. Okay. Hulu or Fox FX or something like that, yeah. Yeah, they're all owned by Disney anyway. <laughs> <laughs> any any other cameos jokes references expectations for the future you'd like to highlight yeah
1: i can't really think of like what else i've seen in the because i'm trying to like go in as blind as i can sure i can't think of what else from the trailers popped up except for the Gomorrah episode that makes me go oh this we haven't seen this yet
0: yeah i i agree with you there in terms of just like for the sake of the podcast and the discussion i i always like to you know pose the question about predictions and speculation, but I'm not really that big on it myself. And I've actually found myself, like, I enjoy the episodes a lot more when I know as little as possible going into them. Especially for a show, a show like this. I think it is when you just have a question and, and you're changing things up. It just, and it's something that you're so familiar with, like these characters. It, it just makes it that much more a rewarding experience when you go in blind.
1: Another thing is that, like, I feel like people aren't enjoying the show as much as the other mcu shows Mm -hmm. and the one reason that i'm grateful for that is because i don't feel like i have to wake up at the crack of dawn to watch and then go about my day like i'm there's less likely for there to be spoilers on social media throughout the day yeah so it's been nice being able to like finish work or whatever and then sit down and actually like peacefully watch it instead of like grogging to the couch like with my blanket like laying back down just to watch it again <laughs> or watch for the first time so i do like that i mean as much as obviously i want people to like it more but you know people think what they think oh yeah i personally am enjoying it but i do like not having to to, to start my day watching it if i don't have to
0: no i get that i totally get that the stakes are a little bit lower Um, but yeah,
1: but we got a Hawkeye trailer, so we'll be back to that soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But I say the stakes are lower, but we really don't, we won't know until the end of the series. There's still a very strong likelihood that it might have some lasting and rippling major ramifications in the, the MCU proper. I did want to bring up a a couple of other things. Uh, you know, here on animation deliberation, we've covered a few series at this point in time, but Darcy had a, uh, a great little line. I think it was when uh, Jane was mentioning all the other members of uh, Norse mythology. And she was like, you know, if, if Thor exists and Loki exists, then Frigga and Heimdall and all of them have to exist. And, she, and Darcy's response was like, he man, who now <laughs> <laughs> given the fact that we just, you know, covered he man and the masters of the universe uh, revelation. Definitely appreciated that little nod there. And then I I just had a question. He-Man and Mew Mew. Yeah, He-Man and Mew Mew. (laughs) Yep, yep. Asgard is Eternia, or vice versa. (laughs) Um, And then I had a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you boom in private or public? Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) it was a great little exchange between Loki and Thor when Carol first arrived on the scene And you hear her sonic boom in the background. (laughs) Look, he's like, was that a boom? Did you boom? He's like, I never boom. He's like, you always boom. I only boom in private.
1: I forgot about that dialogue for a second. But like when you said boom,
0: I was thinking young justice right away. I thought, Uh, okay, okay, okay. What are you asking me right now? (laughs) Your reaction was priceless either way. Yeah. I Good times. Good times. Uh, well, I think that's about all I've got on this episode. It was definitely a fun one, a nice change of pace. We've had a lot of heavy emotional toll taking going on here lately. So it was nice, you know, just get a little bit of a palate cleanser and have some fun. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, I will just remind everyone we do have that review contest that we mentioned at the top of the episode still going. So thanks a lot for all the reviews that are coming in. I've, I've been checking those pretty regularly and I've seen some really, really nice ones that are very genuine and go into specifics. So it really warms my heart to, to see those and I, I can't thank you all enough for listening and participating in that. As far as future things go, we do have Star Wars Visions, that series on Disney Plus, kind of snuck up on all of us. That just dropped and uh, little teaser, I have checked out the first episode, but very soon uh, we will be doing an instant reaction for that. And then when Zuhair and myself have a little bit of time, we're going to do a comprehensive deep dive on that. So look forward to that. Zuhair, do you have anything that you want to mention specifically for the people? Uh, spoiler, I really
1: enjoyed the first two episodes, so Ooh. it's going to be fun watching the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, we got to finish up our Young Justice stuff. Yeah. We got... We have a date for season four. We have a Demon Slayer date. We have a My Hero movie hitting theaters. Mm. Uh, yeah, lots lots going on. Yeah. Lots to do. We're not short of any content right now.
0: No, we're not. No, we're not. All right. With all that being said, there's a lot out there. I really hope that you keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Party hard, boom in private,
1: and stay well. <laughs> and we're out thank you for listening to the animation deliberation podcast a proud member of the strand panda network if you would like to contact us you can email animation at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at animationdelib one for this and other great shows you can visit strand or join the great community that is the strand panda chat facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash sp chat tune in next time and remember stay whelmed you're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.